0: This week on Frantic Thoughts, we talk all about the PlayStation 4 5-year anniversary and jump into a lot of other topics, including XO18 and the Game Awards. Thank you for listening, and enjoy Frantic Thoughts, Episode 76. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the video game and entertainment podcast that nobody asked for, but I continue doing no matter what happens. (laughs) This is a monumental week for the PlayStation 4, it is its five year anniversary, so that will be this week's topic of the week. Segments are back baby, and they're here to stay. Also, I had. I was listening back to last week's episode and I was in. I've been in a really weird mental health state lately and my brain has not been functioning the way I would particularly like it to. So occasionally I have a week where. I've been working a lot and i i burn out a little bit and i still record a show and i shouldn't be doing that to you guys and i try to stay on a schedule and i try to do this when i'm very energetic like right now i have myself a monster energy drink sitting right here i am very awake and i'm ready to do this and i should do that every week i should be more uh i guess cognizant of my uh Tone and how down I am, or whatever, during the week. So, I apologize if some of these episodes aren't as good as others, but I always consider it and I always think about it even after I re listen that there's always next week, and the people that re- enjoy the show hopefully will stick around <laughs> and I don't shoo them away with my negativity. Anyway, that's not what the topic is about. It's talking, we're going to talk about the PlayStation 4's five year anniversary. We're going to talk about some of my memories personally with it. So, when the playstation 4 was getting announced i had a playstation 3 for a while i sold it and then i had to rebuy it and i had a pc that i updated and i updated it to the point where i could play like some more you know good games and stuff early in the playstation's life life cycle so i didn't get a playstation 4 i think until 2014 or no it was 2015 when i got my playstation 4 because it went down in price and uh for the first two years i just heard about all these games um i don't think i I don't feel like i missed too many first two years of playstation 4 i don't think had any like i had some decently great games but i don't think it really started kicking off until 2015 2016 and then until now with their higher level games but i remember Uh, Living in my hometown at the time when this PlayStation 4 got announced and what I would do every other week is I would travel to Houston on a Greyhound bus and that was about a three hour Greyhound trip and it cost me about 70 bucks or 80 bucks or something like that for round trip and I would go see Sierra and see her at her college dorm and we would hang out for the weekend or a week or whatever I got off from work at the time. Uh, and I remember being on the Greyhound bus with Spotty Internet Connection watching a PlayStation conference, the one they held in February of 2013 that announced the PlayStation 4. We didn't even know if it was going to be PlayStation 4. I remember just updating and updating and watching all these c- conferences, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> um, seeing the P- DualShock 4 for the first time and seeing how they refined it and made the triggers better and made the design of that controller better. And I knew from the first moment I saw that controller that I was gonna love it. And it it ended up being my favorite controller of all time. DualShock 4, hands down, is my favorite controller. It's the best feel. I love playing with it. If I have a choice between the DualShock 4 and any other controller, even when it's a D-pad game, I'm going to pick the PlayStation 4 controller because I think it's the most ergonomic and it fits my hands. Personally, I have gigantic hands and this controller just expanded the PlayStation 3. Um, My hands would kind of swallow up the PS3, DualShock 3, but they kind of extended the DualShock 4 to the point where I can hold it In a very uh, comfortable and manageable manner, I guess (laughs) I would say. But I enjoy playing with that controller so freaking much. And uh, that was awesome. And then hearing that announcement on that plane and on that plane, on that Greyhound, and just talking and talking and talking about it for so long, listening to so many podcasts about a giant bomb. uh, I think at the time it would have been like uh, PlayStation Beyond. Yes, I will use to listen to that a lot. And other podcasts like that watching youtube videos about it just wanting and just salivating at the fact that one day i'll get a playstation 4 and then what ended up happening is i ended up moving in with sierra for a year and then we stayed with my mom for six months and during that time period i ended up having enough money so i can buy the playstation 4 in 2015 so we got the playstation 4 and i had that one for over three years and then i ended up buying a pro this year and it's been a great system. It's I said on Twitter, this is easily in my top three consoles of all time. I would probably put it alongside the Super Nintendo and the PlayStation 2. Those those two consoles are just so good. I love the PlayStation 1 as well, but those two just sing out to me the most, I think. Um, honestly, almost just every PlayStation would probably be in a top five. <laughs> um, I'm a PlayStation guy. Die hard for life, you know. Um, I like the PlayStation one quite a bit but I just feel like I like the super Nintendo just a little bit more but it is definitely in my top three PlayStation 4 is and I would almost put it as one of my favorites or it it's getting close to being my favorite console of all time and there's a lot of reasons for that it's a great system has a fantastic variety of video games on it uh, it's just it I feel like in the last few years I've becoming To the point where I learn exactly what I like for video games and I used to just kind of play whatever kind of now I know. My specific taste and I know what I like to play and I don't force myself to play things I don't like so in my mental state when I get depressed or when I'm down sometimes. I have these perfect games I can jump into, these story-based games, it's a perfect time for these indie games like Night in the Woods, and uh, I need to play Hellblade, I definitely do, and like Journey, which is an indie game that has some kind of, um, you know, first-party backing a little bit there, but um, just games that are just different and experimental in, in ways that we've never seen games do, and I feel like indie games have come into their own in such a crazy and magnificent way like in the past I would say 10 years right that the last five years have seen some of the craziest and biggest steps when it comes to smaller games and including in these bigger games are getting bigger and better in my opinion I know a lot of people don't think that modern gaming is as great as the good old days and trust me I have a lot of nostalgia for older games you know I can think of a few Right now, like, you know, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, and, uh, Tetris Attack on the Super Nintendo, and on PlayStation 1, Legend of Dragoon. Probably the only RPG that I've actually ever beat, JRPG, I was thinking about it, because I played Final Fantasy 8 a lot, and I don't remember beating that game. And 7 as well. I think the only JRPG I've ever beat was Legends of Dragoon, but... I digress on that, and then we got the Metal Gear Solid uh, franchise, and I think that the weakest Metal Gear Solid, from a story aspect, is Metal Gear Solid Five. But from a gameplay aspect, Metal Gear Solid Five is fucking phenomenal. So there's so many games I could list here. We got you know, I had a, I wrote some down, but of course this year we had Spider Man and God of War, which both were fucking. Top tier games, top tier games. I, I, they're they're up there as one of my favorites this year. They were just so good, (laughs) and we we had the Uncharted uh, trilogy, which was nice. I know those are remasters, but I had never played three, so I played three, and then I played three right before four came out. So I played three, and then jumped right into Uncharted four, and Uncharted four is so good. And Lost Legacy, the like little side story Uncharted game, which actually turned out to be a full length like ten hour game and um was fantastic as well and uh black ops 3 i know that sounds like me to a lot of people but that game was one of the best multiplayer series games i've ever played i'm surprised i haven't bought black ops 4 yet because i loved loved black ops 3 but then they had these loot boxes and supply drops that kind of killed my experience and that was the first time i experienced that so there is not all positives when it comes to this generation of games, but PlayStation 4 has been killer, I mean, I played over 180 hours of Overwatch on my PlayStation 4, you know, and it's just a great system, um, every time I think about gaming, most of the time I want to play it on my PlayStation, I prefer that platform, don't get me wrong, I love my Nintendo Switch, you know, there's some great stuff on there, It's than you know, Sonic, Sonic, uh, was it, Sonic Mania, I played it on there, but Sonic Mania is on PlayStation 4 as well, so, you know, it's a great system and um i uh definitely look forward to the next few years and then i know in a couple of years we'll probably have a playstation 5 or something of that sort but this generation is my favorite generation of games currently and i like it more than playstation 3 even though i had such a good time with my playstation 3 in that era too um the highs have been really high i would say that's that's probably the takeaway from my personal experience with the PlayStation 4 and I really appreciate it and I love this console so much and there's so much stuff coming down the line man and it's it's been a great time so happy uh 5 years to PlayStation 4 so um I went to Twitter and I posted a couple of you know I posted a little things that if you have any memories let me know we'll talk about it and uh we have I had a couple of responses Rocket Sauce at its rocket sauce on Twitter says, Sony's E3 2015 was one of the best days ever, gaming wise, for me. If you don't know what 2015 entailed, like the conference that had Final Fantasy Remaster, it had Shen, uh, was it, what am I thinking? Shenmue. Why, why did that just escape me? I, I had it in my head and it just kind of floated away. It had Shenmue 3, and then it had Resident Evil 7 reveal, and it was a really just, it blew everybody out of the water, that press conference. It was one of my favorites as well. Um And there was also this... He also posted this thing where they had this old mentality, you know. PlayStation 4 was all about the gamers, all about the gamers. Where they had the used game thing, and they had Adam Boys and Shuhei Yoshida just saying, This is how you trade used games. And, you know, he hands off the game and stuff like that. Because, you know, how the Xbox had that uh, thing where... Controversy. Man, words are escaping me. <laughs> Controversy where they said they possibly wouldn't have used games, and it was kind of a rumor, and they, and the next, uh, PlayStation's like, No, this is how you trade used games. Here you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that personality, and Round 2 Gaming's like, Yes, this! PlayStation um, E3 2015! Yes, yes! He also said, Round 2 Gaming on Twitter here, he also said, at Round 2 Gaming, Round underscore two underscore gaming on Twitter is... When I first tried out, Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War were two favorite gaming moments, but during the generation, Sony's 2015 E3 press conference will forever go down as the best in history and in in one of my favorite memories of all time. Final Fantasy 7, hashtag Shamu 3, and hashtag Last Guardian. And I forgot The Last Guardian had a release date on that too, which I actually haven't played that game surprisingly, and that thing was built up for me. I was all hyped for it and never played it because shit happens (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's and i definitely agree with horizon zero dawn that game escaped me man first time i jumped into that world and learned about it and got used to the controls and saw how beautiful it was that game blew me away so same with god of War, man playstation 4 has been fantastic thank you so much for the playstation 4 i'm i can't wait for more so let's go into the next segment Welcome to Recommendation Minute, where I sit down and recommend something weird and wacky for one whole minute. We're going to start in 3, 2, 1. This week, I wanted to say, this is a really weird one. It just popped into my head when I was making the show outline this week. Go to your local zoo. I know this is weird, right? This is something you kind of think is like, oh, it's a corny trip out going to the zoo is such a fun time I love going to the zoo you get to see all of these crazy animals you don't get to see you see them in movies and stuff but you kind of get to like almost interact with them uh you get to see lions and tigers and bears oh my and then you get to see red pandas and all sorts of crazy creatures so yeah go to your local zoo <laughs> i know that's a really weir- weird one. Oh, also on on youtube there is a disc cart slash caleb j ross video it's on the discard channel Check that out as well. I really enjoyed that. So that's it this week for Recommendation Minute. I still have 10 seconds left. What am I going to do with all my time? Um, How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? wood wood? Oh, I did it. (laughs) Thanks. Recommendation Minute. Next up, we talk about what's happened and what have I been up to this week. It's been kind of a boring week, and there's a lot of boring things I could talk about. Like, oh, I worked all week, and it was tiring. Um, I'll mention that for two seconds, but there was one day where I had 12 pallets full of stock that I had stack off. It took me six hours, and that was horrible. (laughs) Uh, But besides that, we went and saw the new Harry Potter movie. I guess the new uh, Fantastic Beast movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I liked the first one well enough. I thought it was kind of okay. I couldn't really get into the world as much as Harry Potter. But this second one, I thought was a step up. And I really, really, really liked the story. And Johnny Depp is the villain in this. And I was thinking, eh, Johnny Depp. And then I saw Jude Law was uh, Dumbledore. And I'm like, eh, these big actors being in, like, a Harry Potter universe. And they actually both pull it off pretty good. And I thought the movie was extremely entertaining, Um, I was engrossed in the story and I loved the world and seeing everything. And I thought it was a great time. I mean, I haven't looked at reviews. I don't know how critics feel about it, but personally from being a Harry Potter fan all the way back to dude, I grew up with Harry Potter, like all the way back to when I was a kid, uh, the first Harry Potter movie came out when I was 10 and the first book came out when I was like seven or eight. And I used to read the Harry Potter books, but when the movies came out, the characters are literally the same age as me as I was growing up. So I grew up with those movies and the books, like for real. So going back, and uh, they do like this moment where you see Hogwarts, and it's just so perfect. And I actually kind of like got a little misty eyed. I was like, oh man, nostalgia. I can feel it in my bones. The nostalgia. Um, we also saw it at the Dolby Vision theater, and holy shit, that the. I'm not, I'll probably mentioned this a few more times, I'm sure, but that theater continue, continues to just blow me away. Holy hell. There was, like, this problem at the beginning, though, and it was weird, right? So even we, we were supposed to get there at, I think it was 5. We were sitting there for 30 minutes with a black screen, and then it pops up with a freaking Windows Vista toolbar at the bottom on the gigantic... Dolby Atmos screen I'm like uh what is going on so I got up and told somebody and it took them another 15 minutes just to turn the movie on they start the movie like four or five times and then eventually it works but uh whoever was running the projector was really terrible at it and really kind of a lot of people were leaving and complaining and I'm just like dude just chill and wait they'll fix it You know, we paid for our tickets. If anything, they're going to give us another ticket, you know. But, yeah, it was weird. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, besides that, the movie, I loved it. Um, Definitely not, like top tier, like, from a storytelling perspective, but from an entertainment and just a fun movie to go see and just have a, you know, get in, inside of a new world and just enjoy yourself, I thought that movie was a good time. I loved it. I loved it a lot. Um, I've been re-watching The Office. I'm just gonna mention this real quick, and man, I love The Freaking Office, the US one, of course, and um, I like the UK one as well, too, but I think the US one is my favorite, and dude, that show is there's a lot of stuff in those early seasons that you can get away with now. Uh, I was surprised, and I, I remembered that they were in there like some racist racist stuff and sexist stuff. That if that was on TV now, I think people would complain a lot more about. But I don't know. I think it came out in two thousand and four or five. So you know, it's getting up there uh, age wise, like thirteen years old now for the, for the first couple seasons there, and. I still love that show a lot and watching it, it again, I've been kind of just having it out in the background when I cook or whatever, but that's a great show. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, but yeah. Um, playing more Red Dead, I lost another horse. I'm not gonna talk about Red Dead forever. I've been talking about it way too much, I think. I don't know, who knows if I am, but I lost another horse. So I logged off on my game, saved it, went to bed, got up the next day, got uh, went to work, came home, turned on the game and I was just on a different horse and my other horse was just gone. I don't know what happened, honestly. And I remember being on the horse when I saved. So what I did was I just spent like half of my money on like the most expensive horse in the game. And got like the best saddle and the best stirrups. And I'm like, okay, this horse is way faster anyway. But uh, it was a little sad to see Zeus go away. (laughs) That was a nice horse. It was Zeus, the racing horse. And he was a beast. But R.I.P. I I guess. R.I.P. In Corruption or whatever and then I named my new horse it's black with like white tail and white mane I named it Storm after my cat so kind of had to I kind of had to you know yeah and it's fast as hell and every time I go into town to go oh if I could get a beast just like that I totally would wouldn't you get that beast bro stuff like that you know yeah yeah <laughs> oh here's my Arthur Morgan impression Arthur you gonna go help me out sure I will I sure will sure sure I don't know what what it is about the way he says sure it's just like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. I should. I, I wish I was a Red Dead voice actor. That would be a lot of fun. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm terrible, I'm terrible. Um, I also picked up... Uh, so last night, after the movie, we went and picked up Spyro Reignited and le- Pokemon Let's Go. And she got Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and uh, with the Pokeball controller thing. And i i bought it for her because you know i didn't want her to miss out on the game and uh we've been tight on money so i'm like you know what i got the money this week let's just do this and i bought it for her and um that pokemon game is beautiful i'll say if you guys are a pokemon like first gen fan which is probably the only games i ever played like red and blue i, I remember having red in a game boy advance playing that a lot it's very nostalgic for that it really is a remake of that classic feel and it has the pokemon yellow where the pokemon follow you around which is pretty cool. And I've, as far as I can tell, there's only two major changes that uh, really alter the gameplay a lot is, uh, one, you can see the Pokemon, they just won't randomly spawn, so you can avoid them if you want to going through tall grass, which is cool. And it actually makes the world feel a lot more lively. Of course, it still has that skewed thir- d- top-down, uh, to the side, top-down Pokemon at, uh, viewpoint like all the other Pokemons. And it's uh, it looks like a CG cartoon version of all these Pokemon Uh, Games it's it's super beautiful. I love the way it looks. It's it's actually one of the best looking it is the best looking Pokemon game And of course you can play it on your TV And then we found out you can play the entire game with your little pokeball controller Which is just a little pokeball with a thumbstick on it and two buttons and you can play the whole game like that and uh, capturing the Pokemon is the other Difference I could say is you don't you don't necessarily weaken the Pokemon You just throw pokeballs at it until you catch it kind of like Pokemon let's go or Pokemon go the app So, uh, people who play Pokemon Go know how to play this, you know. So, it it has a little bit of that flavor, but the world and the battling is very similar and just kind of remastered and kind of reworked a bit, and it looks super nice. And Pokemon fans should be excited for this game, I think. I I know some people are like, this isn't a new game, but it is a new game. It's brand new. It's the best-looking Pokemon game, and uh, there are some mechanics that are taken from Let's Go, but our Pokemon Go, the app... But I think that if you're a fan of Pokemon, you should pick it up and try it out. Cause it looks really cool and I think you'll be engrossed with it. I Sierra's already loving it. She played it for a few hours last night. And I tried out the Spyro Reignited trilogy as well. And damn, dude, the game looks it looks way better than I expected. Uh, once I actually I like i watched plenty of videos and I've seen the comparisons, you know, on YouTube, but you know, you see the lower bitrate and it doesn't look as clear. On the Pro with my, you know, in 4K, HDR, all that, it looks super, super clean. I mean, this is the best Spyro has ever looked. I played around with the controls for a good 30 minutes, just kind of, there's like a little hub world where you start just kind of wandering around there, and that's about all I've played so far. I haven't went to any of the other worlds, but I'm like, dude, this is Spyro. Like, when you hit the little, uh, he does like a ram attack with his horns, you kind of dip dip down and dive. A little bit and then you go fast and that is from the original uh, and the way it plays it feels just like a fluid original spyro game it might be a little bit tighter more tighter controls they actually still had the passive camera in the back where you had to control it with your, the shoulders but you can turn it on active camera because the original game had passive you know cameras but i put on active because i'm not sitting here hitting the triggers every time i turn just to keep the camera behind me. Nope, I'll pass on that. <laughs> but besides that, I really think that's uh, a beautiful game, and I'll let you guys know how I feel as I play more of it. But I think it's going to be a good, a good time. I love those games as a kid, and I used to play them a lot. A lot of times with my with my mom actually, and she picked it up too, and she's all excited. She's like, "Oh my god, it looks so good!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm so happy you got it." <laughs> so yeah um i think that's about it for all what i've been doing this week um just prepping some records for some uh future stuff but besides that it's been a good week And uh let's go ahead and jump into this part oh! The news of interest. It's not comprehensive, but it is really obsessive. <laughs> oh, that's a stupid catchphrase, but hey, I might stick with it. Uh, the Game Awards nominees have been announced. We're going to go through a couple of these here. I'm not going to tell you my picks, though. Uh, I don't know. We got the Game of the Year. We got Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Celeste, which was I was happy to see that. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2 um let's see best game direction a way out detroit become human god of war marvel spider-man red dead redemption 2 there's a decent amount here i'm not going to go through all these um the one i did see is celeste got announced or uh nominated for a few of these like best independent game oh and the best mobile game we got florence in there so i was happy to see that florence is so good i love florence a lot um Best action game, we got Destiny 2, Call of Duty 4, Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Far Cry 5 and Mega Man 11, best action adventure, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, there's good good stuff in here. Um, yeah, I mean, you got, I, I kind of went through here and I voted for a couple of them, and i like to see who wins, and I know for... I. I'm going to predict right now that God of War is going to win Game of the Year just by the reactions and reception from it, honestly, because a lot of people were like, God of War is obviously going to win. And they're probably right about that, honestly. Um, I feel like the reception to that game has been the highest out of the ones here. Red Dead Redemption 2 has some mixed opinions uh, in some of the people. And, uh, the people that are voting on it are going to be people, you know, and Red Dead Redemption 2 might win, you know, a lot of people do love that game, and but it does have a mixed reaction, more mixed than God of War. I feel like God of War was more universally acclaimed compared to Red Dead Redemption 2 and Spider-Man as well, and Assassin's Creed, like all these. Ooh, Celeste was universally acclaimed, but I don't think that's going to be as big as a game, even though that is one of my favorites of all, like, favorite platformers of all time, let alone one of my favorite game, games of the year here. Um, but yeah, I don't know who's going to win, but it's cool to see how this stuff shakes out. Um, best Game Direction is a good one, too. We got A Way Out. I think I, Did I say that already? Yeah, I did. <laughs> best Narrative. Here we go. Detroit Become Human, which I actually haven't played. I'm going to pick that up on Black Friday and try to play through that sometime this before the end of the year. Um, God of War 1 life is strange 2 episode 1 and i, I kind of hope that wins i really love the narr- the story in that just because and i, I like them getting a nod even though their name is don't not entertainment <laughs> oh that was a bad joke anyway you got marvel spider-man and red dead, red dead redemption 2 which has a fantastic narrative as well i love the story of that game so i don't know best art direction we got assassin's creed odyssey god of war Octopath traveler Red Dead Redemption 2 and Return of Oberdin, which is a PC game that looks super cool. It has like this really lo-fi look to it. I, if you haven't seen how uh, Return of Oberdin looks, go check it out. I like I like the look of it, for sure. And Octopath Traveler has one of the most unique art styles ever. Cause, so I hope that actually wins over these other big-budget titles. That would be awesome. So I don't know. I will go take a look at this. This is at thegameawards.com. Check out the nominees and vote. And it's, it's a fun thing to do, and I'm looking forward to seeing who wins. And I've been, t- if, if everything works out, I want to start doing reactions to streams like this, but we'll see how it goes. I might just sit down with my shirt off and my finger in my belly button and watch it. I don't know. It's <laughs> really bad. Uh, We've got a couple of things left. I watched the XO18 on Saturday. So it's this like Xbox conference, and it was a cool conference. I love how it was produced and put together, but the announcements just weren't much of anything for me there was a couple of games i was interested in uh crackdown 3 still looks pretty cool and it officially comes out february 15 they showed some dlc co op not co op like competitive online stuff and uh they announced they acquired obsidian entertainment and in exile entertainment as well which are both rpg developers and i know they've been saying that um uh, Especially Phil Spencer that he wants to focus more on PC or at least get that side of the Game Pass going. And both of these companies will can, could make some really good PC slash Xbox games that would fit that mold. Bo- both of these, I mean, most the bulk of these announcements were Game Pass games. There's some that came out, you know. Let's see. The hits keep on coming with Game Pass. And this is from their side. I'm kind of going through it real quick. They got Ori and the Blind Forest, which I almost bought that, like, recently. I'm happy it's coming to Game Pass because I'll just buy Game Pass for a month and play that. And um, Kingdom's Two Crowns, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice, all coming to Game Pass. Some smaller games called, like, After Charge, Supermarket Street. Shriek, Mutant near Zero, Pathologic 2, The Good Life, Void Bastards, and Secret Neighbors, and Void Bastard looks pretty fun, it's kind of like a FTL slash procedurally generated shooter with like a kind of comic booky art style, it looks really cool. And also they confirmed that Ori and the Will of the Wisps, when it comes out later in 2019, will be on Game Pass as well for both Xbox One and Windows 10, which is pretty cool. Uh they announced some Black Friday deals, they announced the Forza Horizon four DLC, but mostly it was in State of Decay Two, the CFD's DLC, and um some Far Cry five news. It wasn't anything just mind blowing. And they also had a Kingdom Hearts three uh Winnie the Boot trailer and of course I'm excited for that. Um then they announced Final Fantasy 13, 13 2, and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. We're going to come to Xbox compat- backwards compatibility with 4K support, which is really cool. Uh, they announced mouse and keyboard support, adaptive controllers coming out worldwide. Uh, instead of S- Summer of Arcade, they're going to do Winter of Arcade with special promotions and deals if you buy all of them. And that's going to start December 6th and go all the way through December 21st, which is pretty cool. I might buy a couple of those um their id at xbox their exclusive titles for the xbox which is pretty cool and um honestly this this little thing this little package this two-hour little conference was entertaining to watch from you know a production and you know design aspect the announcements just weren't very big i feel like they they, they hyped it a little too much like just enough to where i was like oh maybe there's there's going to be something crazy here but um my expectations were still pretty low when I went in and I feel like they met my expectations that that it wasn't going to be much and that's a disappointment in some aspects because you know you when you go sit down to watch one of these things it's not a press conference this is a community video that they put together based around the community this is what the xbox community wants right so I get why they did this particular press conference type thing it just felt like they kind of hyped it up a little too much for what they showed that's my personal opinion but i'm sure other people thought it was just perfectly fine and there are some cool announcements in here period but i don't know (laughs) i'm like i'm like whatever you know for the most part on a lot of this i'm like the big when i come out of a press conference or i keep saying press conference but you all know what i mean when I come out of one of these things and the biggest thing that I take away from it is, oh, Ori is coming to Game Pass. Personally, that's the main thing that I took came to came away with it, like excited about. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's just didn't have anything that just blew me away. But but you know what? Not all of these have to do that. So let's go ahead and move on to the next thing we got. Uh, Let's continue with some Microsoft nudes. Nudes. (laughs) Oh, so Microsoft is making a dickless Xbox. uh, (laughs) A diskless Xbox One. Not dickless. Diskless. Diskless. This is a rumor. It's a report. And that they will be making a diskless Xbox One. And it's going to be comparative to the Xbox One S and um according to this title and it's not gonna be with the new scarlet family uh this is gonna be i don't know maybe it's not xbox one s it's gonna be 299 i don't it doesn't really say if it's gonna be an x without a disk drive which 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 is pretty cool because then basically they're just trying to make the cost of the constant go down and uh i'm fine with this and they actually have this thing uh disc to digital you go to a microsoft store with your discs and they give you download codes for every single one of your discs and you give them your discs so that's pretty cool and i know a lot of people aren't into digital only so i know this isn't going to be for everybody but for the person that's on a budget and doesn't mind all digital why not it's, a, it's supposed to take off a hundred dollars from the total cost of an xbox so it's it's aimed at budget and uh convenience honestly digital is very very convenient and cheap so if um i didn't have i don't know if i would ever buy one of these i'm not even sure if i'm buying xbox one x ever um because i've been sitting here thinking like the only the main reason i want to get an xbox one x okay is to play the occasional third party that is native 4k like if i had an xbox one x i would have bought red dead on there you know stuff like that and uh the occasional third-party is native 4K. I I play on there. And then I would be buying UHD Blu-rays to watch on there because you can't watch those on PlayStation 4 Pro. But personally, I don't know. Uh, they have the backwards compatibility with the 4K support. So this stuff starts to add up for me. So I might pick one up when, whenever. Sometime in the next... Either this month when Black Friday hits around or sometime next year. We'll see. But this is cool if this happens. Um, yeah. We'll see how that goes. That's just a small little thing. Oh, and the biggest news of the week, in my opinion, is Sony isn't attending E3 this year. Huh. Weird, right? It's weird. (laughs) So um, this is uh, the actual response. So they actually found out. uh, Variety posted an article that was saying, oh, Sony's not attending E3. And then Game Informer asked Sony Interactive about this. And this is their official quote that they gave Game Informer. Game Informer. As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, the company told Game Informer in a statement. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019, and can't wait to share our plans with you. And uh, they, when, when they ask if they're gonna do an off-site event like ele- electronic arts or something like that, we will not activate or hold a press conference around E3. So, what do you guys think about that? That's crazy, that's, that's huge news for E3. And then I, I was like, yeah, they take, <laughs> um, they're taking one of the rails off of the E3 hype train. <laughs> um, so I was like, "Oh no. Oh no. Oh no." <laughs> so, well, E3 is going to be weird this year. We're going to have Xbox double down, it's going to be there. Nintendo's going to be there, and I'm sure there's going to be third parties. But no PlayStation at E3 is just going to feel so weird. That that those were always my favorite press conferences. Every year I loved the playstation press conferences sometimes they were a little weird like last year was a weird press conference but i still enjoyed the announcements and i always like seeing them there that makes me curious if they're gonna have an early like february some kind of event to announce playstation 5 or maybe they'll wait till psx next year which is crazy to say say but that seems like forever from now whole entire year without any announcements at all I don't know they're gonna do something but I just think they're gonna do their own event outside of E3 this is gonna be a press event and they're just gonna announce it out of nowhere and uh, or they're gonna say here's a digital event because they said they're gonna do some new stuff so I'm excited to see what Sony does next year and um, it's such a crazy move and I bet E3 is super expensive for them and I feel maybe they feel like the they're bigger than E3 now maybe Sony's like hey we're bigger than this now we can do our own thing so what do you guys think is it's crazy i mean it's like oh playstation 4 is five years old yes it is and uh we're not showing up at e3 this year weird stuff weird stuff so um i think that's about it for the show this week thank you guys so much for listening hopefully this episode was a little more upbeat and a little more well put together (laughs) sometimes i'm just kind of out of it i'm like i'm just gonna throw something up there i'm gonna make a show and i'm gonna make it super fast which is not a way, not the way to look at something where people are going to spend their time uh, listening to. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I could see myself still doing this in five years, every every week. You know, it's just thirty minutes to uh, an hour ish of my time, just chilling, talking to y'all. And uh, if you want to continue this conversation, of course, like always, you can go to the Cartridge Club forums. It's cartridgeclub.org slash forum. You click on frantic thoughts. Click on episode 76. I think it's 76. I said 76 like four times. And I'm not talking about Fallout Fallout 76. Oh, that game looks pretty rough. I I don't know. A lot of people seem to be liking it, but it does not look like it's going to be for me. So, uh... Frantic Thoughts episode seventy six. Don't confuse it with Fallout seventy six. You click on that link and you can leave a comment over there on the forums. We can have a conversation. You can also tweet me at Frantic Society. That's Frantic S O C I E T Y on Twitter, and uh, we'll hang out, have a good time. Um, this next month we're gonna it's gonna be crazy busy for me. Have one more week of just insanity, but yeah, I should actually be posting. Some kind of video in the next couple of weeks. And um, just taking it easy. Trying not to stress about this content creation stuff. Because it's just fun. And uh, I enjoy it a lot. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, I'm going to stop talking now. And uh, go eat some lunch. So y'all have a fantastic day. And I'll see you later. Bye. 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 See ya. Hey.